0: Heaps. two old farts, a microphone, and the
1: internet. What could go wrong? This uh, has been the strangest week I think I've ever had.
2: <laughs> uh, I've had a pretty crazy week as well, including getting a cold and uh, just uh, one of those things where, you know, as soon as things start to uh, pile up, it just snowballs from there. It's been an avalanche.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't been able to work for a week. Oh, really? I, I slipped and fell on the ice on Friday. And, yeah. uh probably have a broken leg, but have been kind of hobbling around on it, keeping it elevated and trying to let the swelling go down. Right, And uh, it's like, it's, it's bad. <laughs> and uh, when that happens, it's, it's almost like having just a terrible cold because your body is trying to heal. And I have not been able to sleep. I haven't been able to focus. I can barely like tie my shoes at this point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw the photos. It looked pretty nasty, man. Uh, you You need to get yourself to a doctor.
1: Mm, yeah okay
2: nah <laughs> tough through it
1: yeah a little bay a little little shot of whiskey and uh, some tape and i'm good to go oh yeah
2: that that's that's definitely the way to to fix something like that
1: <laughs> well, well done. It's, i mean yeah it, it looks bad but i can move the the foot i can stand on it i can walk up and downstairs so you know
2: all right For for our younger listeners we're going to classify that one under bad advice Okay. Fine.
1: (laughs) I haven't Uh, been to the doctor in 27 years, so why start now? Okay. okay. Uh, Also, under bad advice there. Again, kids. (laughs) Uh, So we tried to uh, kill some of these old apps that we were talking about last week, uh, Jelly being the the main one. Yeah. And –
2: yeah. Um, did How did you? that go with you? Well, I, I wrote them uh, an email. Well, first off, I, of course, went, went through the app as painstakingly as I could to try to find any kind of, I don't want to use this anymore. Please remove all my data button. Uh, nothing in the app. Nothing on their website. Uh, contact email. I uh, sent an email. I've had no response.
1: Yes, I did the same thing, and I have yet to get a response either. They do have a you know, a way to dis- like disconnect your account, but all your data still stays there, so all your answers and crap are still there. Yeah, and as,
2: as we discussed last week, uh, that's really just not good enough. What you want to do when you get rid of these apps is make sure that they nuke all your data, that you don't stay on a mailing list for them forever, that they don't have all this information uh, tied directly to you uh, sitting on a server somewhere. Yep. So, yeah, no luck whatsoever with uh, with Jelly. I saw that you even tweeted them. A uh, little surprised that they uh, didn't get back to you because God knows there's nothing going on on that app for, to keep them busy. Um, <laughs> I had a little bit better luck with moves. Uh, first, it looked like same old, same old. Uh, I went through most of the app trying to find something to, to request deletion. I didn't see anything. Uh, again, same thing with their website. There's nothing on the website. Um, they did have a contact email address. I wrote them. It uh, took them a couple of days, but they did get back to me. Um, buried deep, deep within the app submenus, there is a request to remove all data button that, when you press, uh, generates an email to a specific address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then another two days after that, I, I got a confirmation saying that my data had been removed. Now, you know, I obviously at this point you have to kind of take it with take their word for it. One would assume. Uh, but I was finally able to go ahead and and delete that app. So one app gone. Um, jelly folks, come on, man, get back to one of us. We, we got a, yeah. we're talking about you a lot on the <laughs> podcast here,
1: <laughs> and we're not saying nice things. so no. It's only going to get worse. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I had uh, I was going to try out those two apps this week and report back the uh, Launch Pro a- uh, app and the Kennedy app. Yeah, which was the like the one click, uh, like journaling app. Uh, since I haven't really moved <laughs> at all this yes. week, uh, I really haven't touched either one. So hopefully next weekend when I'm back in the saddle. All right. And th- like unbury myself from the mountains of work that I have piling up. Gotcha. Um, and I did catch up on my Downton Abbey, though. I'd never seen it, so I binge watched it. It's good, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like halfway through season three. <laughs> keeping me going yeah it's it's you
2: know it's not going to change your life or anything but it's, it's definitely fun it's something to watch uh the acting in it is of course impeccable and, and maggie smith is a is a golden goddess so, <laughs> and she makes the whole damn show so she really does yeah okay so i saw a bit of interesting news that explains that might potentially explain why wyoming finally showed up on our listener map
1: and why is that
2: well, Wyoming? <laughs> for some reason, all of China's internet traffic was redirected to a mysterious house in Wyoming. What? <laughs> I know, this is pretty crazy. Now, this this house is kind of known um, for a lot of weird things happening. Uh, this is not the first time this, this house in Wyoming has popped up in the news. Back in 2011, Reuters revealed more than 2,000 corporations are registered with this house as their address. Now, the house is basically a... Covered floor to ceiling with mailboxes, and they're just a bunch of corporate PO boxes. Obviously, this is being done for you know tax purposes or whatever, so you can set yourself up as a you know a, a company based in Wyoming and get out of state taxes, or even like, apparently a lot of international companies are using it. Uh, the entities included a company sheltering real estate assets controlled by a jailed former prime minister of the Ukraine. <laughs> okay. Now, for whatever reason, apparently they are also setting themselves up to uh, for internet traffic, and for some reason, nobody really knows what's what's really happened here. But basically, almost all of China's internet traffic was being routed through this house at one point. So I'm thinking, you know, one of our one of our listeners on that China map just happened to be downloading right when it went through uh, Wyoming.
1: That yeah, is,
2: and weird. we still don't have a Wyoming listener. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we do. We got our one Wyoming listener. No, I know. Well, yeah, yeah. We yeah, just okay. think the yeah, app, whatever. Right, right. right. I, I don't think anybody's in Wyoming, actually. It's all up front. Um, yeah. yeah, that's where 75% of China's uh, domain name servers redirected web traffic through one mysterious house in Wyoming. I want to see a picture of the damn house.
2: I know. I know. I'm totally intrigued. I think we need to set up a P.O. box there.
1: Yep. In <laughs> Cheyenne. Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah.
2: So, speaking of of, of stupid corporations doing weird ass things, and uh, I'd like to cast your mind back to my holiday rant about doing uh, corporate entities or brands or celebrities doing are feeling the need to do ridiculous uh, holiday themed tweets.
1: Oh, yes. Or, that, was, that, was, yeah, that was a
2: good one. Any kind of uh, you know, social networking or whatever. Uh, great article popped up on Salon that's in the show notes. The best of the worst, corporate America's most cringe-inducing Martin Luther King Day tweets.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they should just really – they should have taken the day off. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah.
2: a holiday. You know, you got Zequil uh, tweeting, today is the day for dreaming.
1: Now, that's gets kind of clever.
2: Let's say, I mean, sure, they're all kind of a little bit clever. I mean, it's it's straightforward advertising for most of them. I love Pornhub's one. Happy Martin Luther King Day in honor of his death. Make sure to only use the ebony category today.
1: <laughs> and then they they come back and it's like, oh, oh, oh no, no, wait, wait are not racial.
2: Yeah, so it's a it's a good quick little scroll about just how corporate America basically just wastes your time and does ridiculous shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Don't, don't even bother. I don't know. I mean, who follows these people? Why would you even? I, I've <laughs> never understood that. Whenever I see yeah. on my
2: Facebook feed that like some friend liked Coca Cola, I'm like, what?
1: <laughs> why? Why would you ever do that? <laughs> it makes no sense. And it's especially like Z too. Like, yeah. Why would I? No, it's it's a drug. Who cares? Why? Who? There's no reason in the world that you should have a Twitter account for. Some night night drops, you yeah.
2: know. Yeah, makes no sense. Well, everybody has to have everything now. That's that's just the way it goes. But it is relatively ridiculous, and and just uh, some of these tweets are just awesome. So they're really good, and I'm looking forward to future installments. I think we need to make this a segment every holiday. I'm going to collect some corporate bullshit tweets. All right, <laughs> <laughs> you have fun doing that. Uh, no, I won't. I'll actually just go insane. And uh, also another follow up on the Google Glass uh, lawsuit that I that I ranted about the other week. Uh, there's been another. Uh, well, not a lawsuit yet, but I guarantee you there will be one. A Google Glassware was removed from an AMC theater under suspicion of recording. Okay. so he was wearing his google glasses in the movie theater and uh some uh, amazingly enough i guess somebody that worked at the movie theater actually knew what a google glass was um and obviously yeah you could record a movie i mean it's no different than having like a camcorder or frankly an iphone and you can Mm -hmm. just sit there and record the damn thing so he got pulled out of a theater and i'm sure he's gonna sue and that'll be another dumb case (laughs) that's so bizarre
1: yeah i mean i don't even i don't care (laughs) whatever (laughs) This is going to be going on forever.
2: Yeah, it's good. I have a feeling this is going to be popping up in our follow-up segment uh, quite a bit because there's just going to be tons and tons of of stupid lawsuits and, and dumb things happening with these glasses as they start to uh, proliferate more and more. Um, well,
1: speak, speaking of that, did uh, I think it was oh, – where's my, my link for this? It's uh, it's a site that – there's a piece of software actually that lets you have sex while wearing Google Glass so you can like basically <laughs> see what the other person is seeing. Very strange, that Very is a bit strange. odd,
2: yes, oh yeah, I'll
1: <laughs> dig it up and put it in the show notes, but i it's it, there's some some crazy people out there, like I really don't want that view, <laughs> right <laughs> you know? it, That's yeah. When, yeah, I mean you literally go fuck yourself then <laughs> it's, yeah, a uh, little creepy, little creepy. Yeah.
2: And uh I also found another interesting little article that uh is something that we've talked about quite a bit in the past, which is the gamification of life and how everything we're turning basically everything into a game and you know, you can't you don't go shopping now without getting your double double reward points and blah 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 for everything. Uh Fraud Farhad Manju, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name correctly, who's somebody I've been reading for a long time and is actually starting to become a bit of a kind of a rock star as far as uh, tech journalism goes. Uh, he started over at Salon or Slate. I can't remember which. He's over at the Wall Street Journal now. Uh, he wrote a really great article about the gamification of the office mm-hmm. and uh, will software that awards compliant employees boost morale or deflate it. Uh, you know how I feel about that. Um uh, it's a really well thought out article. It uh, makes you think a little bit, and I just find this whole movement disgusting, personally. But not surprised. Again, we're raising you know an entire generation of people that that want to hear you know little little coins drop and you know get your power plus points for everything that you do, which will now include filing those TPS reports.
1: Yeah, there was a company called BetterWorks that I uh, actually. Um Interviewed at for a while it uh, it's, was run down in l a It was the same thing. It was like office perks, you know kind of crazy shit for doing certain things. They shut down a while ago right. and they, they they ran through ten and a half million before shutting down Oops. <laughs> oopsies here 's yeah. a game, just give me the money and I'll, I'll be happy yeah I mean I do the one thing that
2: I think is I, I would see out of this and say wow there 's a real market opportunity would be for you know you to come up as a company with with a a system that you could then sell to your know, McDonald's or, or large corporations, you know, come up with the whole system, come up with the app and then turn around and, and basically your company is just gamifying other people's businesses. Well, that's what BetterWorks was. was. Oh, okay. I thought they were one that one that just did it themselves internally.
1: No, no, no. That was, that was their whole business model was to well, have per- that kind of, cor- you know, you just yeah. plug your company into it.
2: Yeah. Well, perhaps they were just a little too soon because apparently this is going to be quite the
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too bad too bad I, do, I really don't want a badge for doing what i should be doing anyway no i, I you know <laughs> what about so
2: you know I'm, I'm good with self-respect and paycheck that's enough for me
1: yeah seriously <laughs> all right who's this asshole we have our uh, old friend dr teeter from uh was it episode two or three from <laughs> ages ago uh back on the show to uh have a little uh, circle back and talk about some security stuff. Welcome, Mr. Teeter, Doctor Teeter. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Welcome, Jason.
2: Welcome, Brian. <laughs> Good to hear you again. Uh, sorry, we don't have any of the fiery Doritos on hand.
0: Well, maybe you do. <laughs> no, but I have uh, a nice slack I need to sail. Okay. Oh. Wow. Excellent. Yes. Starting early, I think I have a PBR <laughs> somewhere in a, in, a, in the basement, but well, this one's nine point four percent. So, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, so we should probably get this going quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So when uh, last time you were on, it was pretty much right when the uh, Ed Snowden stuff started to happen, and we kind of had the the conversation like, good guy or bad guy, you know? Yeah. Hero, hero or villain and uh since so much more has come out since then i thought it would be fun to kind of just uh get your take on it now if if your mind has changed if you think he's uh still a still a bad person or not
0: huh well you know it's still still looking at from the point of view of um he lied and violated his uh nda with the government um you know he still did that yeah um, and committed crimes and all that, but you know when when we first talked about it, the extent of what the government had done was not really apparent. I still was pretty much shocked because all the national security work I used to do was clearly focused externally, it was just focused on our our peer adversaries, and it just it was just completely incomprehensible to me that the nSA would be doing these kinds of activities. Internally, well, <laughs> I guess now we know. <laughs> jokes on us. Um, I guess now we know better, right? Um, so, is is
2: your feeling that maybe there was a whole just separate department that you were unaware of that was obviously just focused internally? As opposed, obviously, yeah,
0: so. no, obviously. I mean, it was. Um, it became apparent in some of the documents that he released that there that that was what was happening. That a lot of this was directed by the White House. And if there's a group of documents codenamed Stellar Wind, if you look for those, and including those, I think was a Inspector General report uh, detailing the start of these activities, they worked very, very, very hard to keep these activities um, <laughs> <laughs> not just classified, but like nobody knows about it. Right. And, um, you know, usually when someone's doing that um, – they're trying to basically keep Congress from finding out, right? And, so, and uh, I don't know. It's something where after after looking at what the NSA did, and and not talking about the spying on uh, the German or French president. I mean, who cares about that? They should be doing that. Yeah, I thought that was their job. <laughs> that, that is yeah, their job. That, yeah, that's <laughs> their job. Yeah, don't get caught doing it. But um, no, it it's something where I. I think that – I think he did the right thing and I think that – I think that uh, the world owes him a debt of gratitude on this. I don't think he should be pardoned per se. right? But um, no, I think that – I'll just say as a taxpayer, as an American, I'm outraged by these activities. Um, Yeah, I – Fall pretty it's, much
2: it's, in the same camp as you. Uh, at first, I, I've definitely kind of felt that he was almost basically a traitor. But uh, I've kind of come around to uh, <laughs> how how do you not uh, disclose this if if you know about it because it is correct. wrong. It's it's just wrong, and even it's wrong. even the president has come out and said not in so many words, but you know, okay, we need to take a look at this. This might be getting out of hand.
0: <laughs> oh well, I don't. I mean. I don't trust in anything that any of these people say. Yeah. I mean, this is something where they'll say what they need to say for whatever agenda they have. Um, you know, the the part that still concerns me is you read bits and pieces about how Snowden might have. They don't know the extent of what he grabbed, the yeah. number of documents. And I've seen numbers of uh, you know tens of thousands, hundred thousand documents. And it's something where you, you know you disclose some of this stuff um, about specific programs that you feel are uh, illegal or violating the Constitution. That's one thing, right? But he he grabbed a lot more. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. Uh, and Glenn Greenwald was actually on um, Politically Incorrect with with Bill Maher, uh, I believe, last week, and and he had mentioned that they were still going through things. Uh, they hadn't even seen everything yet, and. Uh, and that they were actually being fairly responsible about it, and kind of making joint decisions about, well, this is something that we should never publish, um, this is something we should. So they seem to be going about it in kind of a remarkably ethical fashion.
0: Yeah, but that's not their job. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's something where that's you know they're they're not hired by uh, I don't know we the people to be third party reviewers of NSA stuff. Sure. It's, yes. it's it's a tricky thing. I mean, um. There's information that that I'm sure he grabbed that could compromise programs which are very important. Um or, you know, result in people being killed. I I really don't know, but it's something where you know, it it when you have access to everything, it is tempting to grab everything. Right. I mean Why not? No 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 comment probably <laughs> more than that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's it's really
1: interesting how they keep changing the numbers. Like they they still don't, I think, have any idea how many he actually took. Because first it was like fifty thousand documents, then it got up to one point six million in in some uh, places that they're saying, which is you know, it's a lot of documents, but nobody even knows, and they keep citing it as fact. So I, on that part, I'm just I'm still kind of
0: the the jury's out on that. Yeah, I mean it's something where, um, you know, I've I've had high-level network access on some people's systems. And yeah, you it, I viewed it as part of my job to go poke around and see what was there because it helped me do my job better. Um And there can be a lot of stuff out there. There can be a lot of stuff on these systems which isn't supposed to be there, that people just are very sloppy about putting documents, scanning things into PDF, which shouldn't even exist on paper. Um I don't know. It's, it's something where... I, the i think in the end ignoring whatever happens with these surveillance programs um, he's going to be judged by a lot of people by the damage that gets done by having all these other documents out there and and what might happen with that i mean it's i i, I don't think he's a traitor i don't think that he you know some congressmen um Claimed that he was working with uh, Russian security, and I'm like, no, I don't believe that at all. And I think it was probably very, well, I don't believe that, and I think it was probably just pretty stupid of anyone to say that to the press.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's because he his trip to Russia was like you know third on the list of places he wanted to go. It wasn't like he you know went to went to Russia right away. It's like oh they'll they'll take me, so I guess I'll go there. You know he couldn't make yeah. it to Colombia, he couldn't go anywhere, Ecuador or. You know, that was just kind of the first first people to let him in.
0: And on on top of that, it's something where from a basic espionage point of view, you know, if Snowden really was working for the Russians, you know, he'd still be at his job. Yeah. (laughs) Or or he'd be dead. (laughs) No, no. Rule number one of intelligence is never compromise sources or methods. And so it's like if they actually had someone who could pass them the good stuff. You know, you keep that going as long as you can. You don't let that information be released. A lot of times you don't even make it used because the, many times the agencies would prefer to protect the source than to allow the information to be disseminated and, and exploited. So I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> part of me, I just, at a certain level, I just kind of like don't care about this right now because it's like, you know, it, Snowden isn't. We we shouldn't be talking about Snowden. I mean, he's whatever he's done, he's done. It's past tense. What's really important is future, that people don't forget about this, and that they hold people accountable. I mean, and uh, I'm kind of old fashioned in that you know, my definition of being accountable is you go to jail. Mm -hmm. And so, if people did illegal things, if people lied under oath. To Congress? To, I thought, you know what? Congress, whomever, if they lied under oath, mm-hmm. punish them. Strip them of their clearances, strip them of their job, try them. And let, you know, that's justice. And that will hopefully, you know, well, those kind of activities is what prevents people from doing things in the future. Right. So, I don't know. I got something else to talk about, though, that could be fun. <laughs>
1: okay. Hey, let me close the door because the dog's barking.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. Remember we've always – we talk about uh, security and Facebook and stuff like that uh-huh. and and how social media can be exploited. And Jason, remember some of the, the fun little activities we did about um, basically exploiting people's activities and networks by reverse-analyzing social media? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had some fun with that. <laughs> you tell so I did. So like I, I can't say too much because actually um this is an open investigation with the FBI and some other agencies. But um over Christmas I was sitting around uh drinking a beer and I read an article about uh an area I work in. I'm I'm an environmental engineer now. And it was about some people who had basically uh, they were running a recycling operation and they basically uh, abandoned it and committed some environmental crimes and nobody could find them. Right. And if, you know, for someone like me, if some, if it says nobody can find these people, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that sounds like fun. How hard, how hard could it be? And so, um, it, you know, the first thing one would really do is like, you know, okay, what's the name of the company? You get the name of the company. Then you go to the state where the company was incorporated, in this case California, you go to the, the California website and you search for the company, and you get basically who are the officers It was an LLC and got the names, and then just start, of course, you know, the first thing you do is Google it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nothing really good there. And so I kind of start digging in and digging in. And I go to the EPA, a record for this company. And there's, there's, um, an email address associated with this company. And it was a, uh, a personal email, uh, based in, in another country and it was someone's name and the name just looked off. And so one thing I will say is that these people are Chinese and my girlfriend's Chinese and I've learned, I've done some work with her about tracing people down and it's Chinese, uh, Ch- tracking Chinese can be kind of difficult because there's many variants to spelling. Um, Wong could be W O N G, it could be W A N G, it could be H U A N G, is, is anglicized spellings. It could be the Chinese characters. It could be whatever. But I saw this email, and the email last name looked off. It, it was some of the letters were transposed. Hmm. And so the first thing I did was I um, just shot an email to. The address based using one of my dummy accounts and it bounced right back. And I started transposing some of the letters to the correct name. So they, they basically used a fake email address on their EPA permit. I uh, then guessed what I thought the correct name was and sent an email off to that. It actually was it has no bounce back, but I tried name and nothing came up. And so I just started working my way through that company and. A very small operation, but in all Chinese. But I finally got what I would consider to be a unique name, like a pretty rare name. And I Googled it and got this guy's Facebook account. And his Facebook account um, had friends protected. Um, but it said who he was engaged to. And so I clicked on this person. And basically, um, within a matter of a couple hours, had basically created a social graph of all the people involved in this company. <laughs> Including the people, like, who could not be found. And by using graph search, you know, it was amazing. It was just, like, you know, find friends of, uh, it'd be like if I said Facebook. <laughs> so now I'm, like, you know, Scotty with the the microphone. <laughs> you know, Facebook. Find friends of David Teeter and Jason DeFilippo who live in, you know, Los Angeles. Right. Rather than by doing it by hand, bang, you just go through and found it. So essentially i was able to reconstruct um all these people these people's activities where they were what they were doing where they are now and sent off a a nice little email to the government and got a call back <laughs> so, so this um, is what you do for fun <laughs> yeah it's what i do for fun for, i mean I'd, I'd like to get paid doing that but it's something where i just did that for fun and and it's something where it just kind of pisses me off because uh, I don't like people who do that kind of stuff. And I, as a taxpayer in California, we also you – know, Brian, you and I actually paid for some of this. Right. For, uh, But um, I'm sorry. This long-winded thing of just basically like people, if you're going to do bad things – Don't be on Facebook. Don't Don't be on Facebook. <laughs> if you're going to be on Facebook and you're going to have multiple accounts – don't friend yourself. <laughs> Seriously. And it's just something where if you're going to be on Facebook and you're doing bad things, don't make comments on public posts. Don't you know it's basically all this stuff can be exploited in ways where even I was shocked. I mean, I was really shocked. I could basically um I could figure out not just where these people are and what they're doing, but how to basically exploit them. Right.
2: Yeah, so you, you, you probably ended up having photos of every single one of them. You probably could figure out their address. Uh, people tend to think that if they make their Facebook profile private, that means they can't be found on Facebook. But all you have to do is have a friend who isn't, be tagged, comment on a public post. Uh, you, it, Facebook, if you're on Facebook, you're not private. End of story. Just assume correct. that everybody can get the information of correct. everything that you put out there.
0: Right. And it's like you um so Jason Jason tries to keep his Facebook locked down, um, but his friends are private I'm sorry, his friends are public. And a lot of these people their friends were private. They they were hiding their friends list, but by going through and saying like posts commented on by, you know, uh Malse or <laughs> uh photos commented on by, you know. Yeah. And like even you, you you hide your friends list. But all I gotta do is type in photos liked by Brian. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, there's like it's like God, goatsey shit. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but then one can basically reverse engineer your friends list and then start exploiting that network. So, you know, it's it's something where I I don't think there's a lot of people out there who really um <sighs> Uh, This isn't going to matter for most people, but it's something where if you think it matters for you, if your privacy matters for you, dear God, don't use these networks. (laughs) And then it's like there was another thing. There's a certain sport that these people were involved in, and I was able to – I found – I knew um, where they practiced that that sport, badminton. Right. And I just went to Twitter, and I basically searched for hashtag, you know, uh, Pasadena badminton, whatever, and – Bang up it comes! I find out who uh, who posted that, and I could then I could reconstruct their Twitter networks. I could reconstruct, and then and then it just became wide open. So it's like you know, being able to exploit multiple networks across all these different people, regardless of um, what silly uh, usernames they chose to use. Yeah. So who knows? It's something where uh, – are got a call back from from the feds on this meeting with the agents soon. Just but. And to me, that was that was pretty fun. That sounds pretty fun. It was very fun. You go, girl! It's you, <laughs> private investigator, Jesus. Well, and, I, and the nice thing is, I didn't even have to use um, any of these like uh, professional databases or tools that skip tracers or PIs would use. I mean, I, I to me, it was just more of a, an interesting exercise to use these networks that people use for hell. I don't even know why we use Facebook, but we use it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, please,
1: if you figure it out, let me know on that one. I have sure. no
0: idea.
2: Well, you know, it gives and it takes away. I mean, it is it is an interesting situation. And some days I wake up and I'm just... Confused as to why we all do Facebook and and why I posted what I posted the previous night, and but other days it's fun. You were drinking, Brian. Well, yeah, that, drink that's alcohol. that's usually number one. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, you know, also it's it's how you know I it is it's enabled me to talk to you. Uh, you're living up in San Francisco. We really only met the one time in my kitchen to record a podcast, but yeah. because of Facebook, we have become
0: friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I I mean, but it's one of those things where it's like, dear God, I mean, what percentage of my Facebook friends are actually interesting
2: (laughs) (laughs) or what percentage of my Facebook friends are actually really even friends? I mean, especially, you know, when we, when we first all got on it and, and people just started kind of requesting willy nilly, this could be somebody I've only met once and I will never meet again, but because they requested me as
0: a friend and I said, yes, and they're just still lingering in my list. Right well, that's something my my initial Facebook network was based upon my my Flickr network mm-hmm. now Flickr's pretty much kind of dead or dead for me at least, but there's still remnants of of that network on my Facebook one, but it's like even if there's someone I haven't met, if they're actually really entertaining <laughs> or posting you know cool stuff i mean i'm I'm glad I've got them I mean that's to me so much more interesting than someone I kind of know who just posts either bullshit articles or Poems or quotes about how they feel today and feel so sad It's just like Jesus Christ, just fucking shut up.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, the ones that get me are the people that post the uh, the sad eyed dog animal cruelty ones. Ugh. Instant unfollow. <laughs> right. Oh well, cool. Um, oh, I, I did want to ask you about the uh, the ant catalog. The uh, from the. Oh. Uh, tailored access operations group.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my, 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 my professional opinion on that is that it's not that good. Um, and this is something where it just, is kind of a, a, holdover from having access to all this stuff where it's like, um, all, every classified document, um, is going to be marked by very, it's kind of security level and, and, um uh, in what might be called compartments or you know other access controls, and it's something where generally the the, the more restricted the document is, kind of the sexier it is. It's more kind of being more interesting. Um, such that 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 class of documents that I mentioned before that was released um, by Snowden Mark Stellar Wind. Mm-hmm. That was a security compartment within what's called the SCI. Um, Shit, sensitive compartmented information. I think, um, spook stuff, which was probably super, super tight. Very, you know, not many people involved in it. So you know, you see something like that, you're like, holy shit, that's that that might be pretty cool. Um, when you see stuff marked like on that on the ANT document, um, it was marked like you know, released to our friends and other stuff. It's like. No, if we're going to share it with the Brits, the Germans, whomever, it ain't that good. (laughs) So to me, I mean, the the really super tight stuff is always going to be marked um, differently. Um, It's going to be marked with like code names. It's going to be a special access program or, or intelligence special access program where it's like, you know, this stuff is so cool that only, you know, 20 people know about it. So. All right. But I mean, so i i wasn't that impressed i mean i'm it it's something where I'm sure that document exists for a reason I'm sure some of that stuff might work, but it was always my experience that the really good stuff is marked really good It'd be like if you know if you were fuck i don't know if you were um googling for uh uh, I can't find a good analogy, but say like you know if if, if you're trying to find a re, a report to a plagiarize, say back in high school, and you had a list of reports, and they, you know you had a bunch of ones that were like A plus or <laughs> C plus, you know you can that that document that that you're talking about was a C plus. Okay. Well, there then. I thought it was pretty cool tech though. Oh, it, I mean, all this stuff is is interesting, and and once again, it just kind of goes to show. You know, one—the only way to keep a secret is you don't tell someone. And there's a reason why, you know, back in the day, and probably still today, you know, cells, small cells of people isolated from each other, were the best way to have a network and keep it going and not get discovered. Where you could burn any one individual node and not not kill the whole network. And finally, you know, why the fuck don't we have an encrypted? Cell phones these days, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Well, one's supposedly coming, uh, black phone. I guess it's supposed to launch in the next two months.
0: <laughs>
2: Just don't tell me it's a fucking Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, I think I put that in my comments. It's not. Uh, it's not Thank God. Oh God.
1: So. <laughs> oh, I will no. say one of, one of the cool phones things that are coming out. Uh, FLIR, you know the guys that do the heat. Uh, the heat cameras, Mm -hmm. they've actually got an add on for your phone called the FLIR one. This looks pretty cool, but I don't know. It has nothing to do with encryption, but I'm just saying (laughs) it's pretty, pretty damn cool.
0: No, but there should be a way to, um, there should be a way to have, uh, some kind of VPN or whatever through your phone that, you know, basically doing, doing VoIP and like, where they don't need to know where you are, what you're doing but but
1: they want to know so they (laughs) keep it out as long as possible
0: okay yeah I don't know I mean uh, (laughs) uh the Kickstarter I would support would be if someone said hey we want to buy a million phones and put it or you know 10 million phones flip phones and put them around the world and just send random texts that basically have the same keywords that NSA is looking for and uh Blanket their systems, basically, you know, overload them. I'd, I'd put a buck into that.
1: But I mean, they're they're already overloaded. They don't look at almost, you know, any of this stuff. Yeah, it's just they're just storing it for later so they can come back and get you, uh, get you on
0: the backside. Yeah, it's and like, I mean, literally. Still, <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's still it's just the. Am I paranoid about the NSA? No. I mean the people I worked with there I thought were super professional and if anything, you know that, that's not what I worry about. It's the bit that once you have information, once it's be collected, can once it's been collected, it can be exploited for other reasons. Blackmail. Um, it can be used for um, shit, what was the term they used? Parallel investigation?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Remember yeah. that? Yeah. It, Oh, that's bullshit. I mean, it, anyone involved with that, they should go to jail. You know, this is the kind of thing where it's just like basically I I, I love my country. Hell, I love all countries. <laughs> but do I trust governments? Fuck no. Are you crazy? Who should? I mean, there's a reason why we have different. Uh, oh, help me here. I've forgotten my old uh, – uh, the,
1: the different branches of government? Yeah, the different branches. Right, right. right. The
0: checks and balances. The checks – thank you, Brian. That's it. That's You're it. welcome. I was, th- I was thinking – trying to remember the schoolhouse rock thing. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's a reason why there's checks and balances. The government – a good government doesn't even trust itself.
2: Yeah, and it, it shouldn't and it's not supposed to and it was never meant to and – uh, people are flawed and to believe that just because they achieve some sort of position that they will magically be constrained by some ethics that we don't really have anyways is, is foolhardy. So,
0: okay. All right. One last thing just to make my girlfriend happy. Jason, say something nice about my girlfriend so she can hear it on the podcast. Hi, Chen. You're awesome with your little Hi, legs Chen. and beat me
1: on the Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else guys? No, that's about it. Um, if you want to hang out for a second, uh, we're going to be joined by uh, another guest shortly, and we're going to talk about about San Francisco and and the funness up
0: there. I'd like to get your take on it, if you have a second. Yeah, not- I, I'd, I'd be happy to to talk on that one. I mean, I, I I'll probably like piss off people and like get blogged about or something. But dear God, man! Well, that, awesome. that that's what we do here. All right.
1: Okay. okay. Welcome, honored guests. Uh, Jordan, I wanted to talk to you today because you're moving to San Francisco. David lives in San Francisco, and I get the hell out of San Francisco. Yeah, and did. with I just, why in God's green earth are you going to move to the place that everybody is like thinks is going to be the hotbed for the next like uh, you know socio economic political like melting fiery <laughs> brimstone type of thing.
3: Uh, well, m- mostly. I mean, I live in LA, so it is that really going to be worse? <laughs> um, I mean, my rent's higher, but uh, th- other than that, you know, my girlfriend got a job in Palo Alto, so it was San Francisco or Palo Alto. So I mean, I'm, I'm not 50 or I'm not 75 yet, nor do I go to Stanford, so I don't think Palo Alto is a good
0: option. <laughs> yeah, it's a no-brainer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so
1: before before we go any further, I just want to say uh, welcome Jordan Harbinger from the uh, Art of Charm. Thank you for, for swinging by today. Um, David uh, was already on and talking about some security stuff. So, what I originally wanted to have you on for is because talking about the moving thing, you're moving there. I'm I'm a homeless guy basically. <laughs> I, I live. You look like
2: one. J- J- Jason, oh go with nomad. It sounds sexier.
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah i was a tech i was a techno nomad, and I have been for like what five years i don't think I've had my own place and uh with this with this fucked up leg situation i've had like you know not being able to go anywhere, you think a whole hell of a lot and you think man i'm i'm forty i'm forty two now is it time to start settling down and like uh i don't know building a life and between all three of you guys, you know I figured I can get some good advice here, but jordan you're like the world traveling guy so i needed somebody on my side that's likes to go and travel and do some shit so sure
3: uh, uh, i mean first of all go to the doctor <laughs> <laughs> hey thank, yeah, thank, <laughs> thank you for
2: that uh let me just chime in really quickly that uh just because i have settled down i'm married and i have a home does not mean i don't travel <laughs> there, there's plenty of traveling to be had if, if as even if if
1: you settle down Okay. Okay, but like, look, uh, Jordan travels to North Korea for Christ's sakes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a little <laughs> more adventurous.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it's more dangerous going to like East L.A. and Detroit and parts of Brooklyn than it is going to North Korea. It's just that the the danger of getting kidnapped slash assassinated by the government is less theoretically in East L.A. Actually, it's probably still higher because if you count the police as the government, you're probably still a little bit higher uh, chance of assassination by the government. But you won't get kidnapped, most likely. They'll just kill you. Uh, North Korea is actually really, really safe. Uh, There's no crime. All the criminals are in jail uh, or dead, which is basically the same thing over there.
1: (laughs) Cool, cool. So what do you guys think? I mean give me some advice. Should I I finally say fuck it and get a house and settle down, get a dog and the uh – the white picket fence and all that noise or can you do you think it's like just because here, here's the problem i'm having i'm 42 and it's kind of sad to not have a place to actually call call your house that's not your car
2: all uh, right do, do you see yourself you know painting walls uh setting up furniture doing ikea uh you know sitting on a porch swinging having lemonade with with your dog Jason, even if you had a
0: house, you still need to get
2: laid.
3: Yeah, I was about to say
2: (laughs) I'd find a girl first because then the settling down kind of happens naturally.
3: These guys are your friends, you said? I'm telling you. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. Um, Seriously, though, I mean, in all honesty, it depends largely on what you want to do. And, you know, are you – let me put it this way. Let me ask you this. Are you thinking you need to get a house because you think other people look at you funny when you tell them how old you are and that you don't have a place that you live or is it like what damage is it? What damage is it causing? What sort of what – what is making you think that you want that or what is making you want that?
1: Uh, just the, the fact that I'm, I'm sitting here right now in a friend's house uh, with a damn near broken leg and – just you know, thinking about, man, I kind of wish I had my own place that I could sit around in my underwear all day and just be normal. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those weird things that happens, um, at least with me. I don't ha- – It's it kind of how to, – how to put this? I'm not the master of my own domain as it were. Like I live right. at the whim of other people. So yes. if, if they got really pissed off at me for no reason. It could be something completely different or um, I do something. But I could, they could just say, get out, you know? Right, not have a place that's it, it's a it's a very kind of stressful mm. lifestyle sometimes.
3: Sure, I think more likely someone's girlfriend is going to go. When's this guy leaving? I don't think anybody's really going to kick you out, um, <laughs> but you never know. Uh, the other the other question then becomes: well, obviously, I don't think you should buy a property because if you're nomadic or as you put it, homeless, I don't think that buying a property is. In fact, no matter what, having an apartment, renting a place, buying a property, none of that is going to make a home for you. A home is where you have. There's a lot of things associated with a home. Uh, for me, I don't have a home aside from where my girlfriend is, and she's up in San Francisco right now. So the fact that I'm down here in LA uh, in an empty condo, even as nice as this condo is, it's not really my home. So there's a lot associated with that. So if you don't know where you're going to live, where you're going to stay, definitely don't buy a property. I would say rent something so that you can walk around in your underwear all day, but I mean. Honestly, the the stage you're at in your life, regardless of your age, you'd be fine in, like, Koreatown in L.A. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of Asian girls, which I know, (laughs) you know, maybe you're into. I I mean, maybe. And there's a lot of really good food. And you can walk around in your underwear. You could probably walk outside in your underwear in Koreatown and nothing would happen to you. Um, So, you know, you, you can still explore a few of those things. I think if it's just a privacy concern, you could live in the Valley. You could live in L.A., You could live in Burbank, you could live anywhere and you'll be fine. You just want to make sure that you have a place where you can throw something on the floor and it's there three weeks later when you come back home. Yeah, that's fine.
2: I I would highly agree with that point. I think you should rent your own place and there's, that wouldn't necessarily stop you from living nomadically because you can do, you know, month to month leases and things like that. And if you get bored with Chicago, pick up, rent a place in LA for six months. After that six months is up, pick up, go back to Chicago, go to New York, go wherever you want, uh, and rent a place. Uh, it's, it's funny that you bring it up that, that you started thinking about this because you ended up breaking your leg. I mean, I was thinking about a friend of mine here who, who you know just woke up at, <clears throat> at like four in the morning with kidney stones, and you know, her family wasn't around. So for her, that was the home thing. She had to rely on friends to get to a hospital, and and it felt really off putting to her to realize that it, it, she's renting a place here, she's got friends, she's got all of that stuff, but she still wasn't. It didn't feel like home when something bad happened.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. Totally get no, I, that. I, I think Jordan's advice is right on, but it, it's something we're still, it's like, you know, I'm, I, shit, I'm, I think I'm the only one here who has kids. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yep. <laughs> I'm the only one here who's been divorced twice, right? <laughs> uh, so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's just something, you know, so like here I am, I'm, I'm older. I think I'm the oldest one on the, on the call. I'm 47. Jesus. And, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm 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 a very young looking and very young acting forty seven. But he's, I'm actually he's very, enjoying my He's very very viral,
2: viral, virile, virile. virile.
0: <laughs> no, but here I, you know, at my age, I'm I'm actually getting to. I'm I think I'm having my twenties or thirties I never got to have. You know, this is for me. This is I've owned shit. I don't know more than five, less than ten homes. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's, I I have no desire to be, um, to be a nomad right now, but if given a choice between, you have a choice between you're going to be a nomad or, uh, you're going to be paying uh, a 1.78 million dollar mortgage in San Francisco. It's like, fuck! I'll choose nomad. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: yeah. I know someone very similar as well, who's who's in his early 50s, and you know he kind of did the settle down early, had kids young, uh, got divorced. Uh, kids are now grown up, and you know he's just bouncing around, renting, doing what he wants, kind of living that life now. So. It really depends on what you want, Chase. And what do you want to be doing right now? What kind of life do you want to be living right now?
1: Shit, that's what I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> I've been doing this tech thing forever. That's the great part about what we do. Like the technology side of things, we can work from everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And I kind of exploited that for the past, what, 20 years. <laughs> and now it just seems like it might be time to do something new. I just wish everybody I knew lived in the same damn city. So can we all just like move to the same spot?
3: Sure. San Francisco. No problem. Altoona. Uh, the- uh,
2: I, I I can't stand San Fran, so I'll be staying in L.A. But it's a forty-five minute flight. Yeah,
3: there you go. And and s- stop calling
1: it San Fran, Jesus! That's because yeah, I. Like, how many did you s- say that? No, forty-two episodes, and
3: you're still calling it that.
0: Well, I've never yeah. lived there, and I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's he's, he's not calling it Frisco, but who cares?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's like a thing you're not supposed to do, right? To call it Frisco. That's like one of those. You people don't use that. Who live there?
1: No, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you can uh, go get a three dollar artisanal piece of toast up there. Now
0: we talked <laughs> four. <laughs> four. Oh it's my four god, dollars. it's four dollars. Four now? It's four. four. It's
2: it's caught on, man. They got to raise the prices. Strike yeah. while the strike while toast. the toaster is hot.
3: Yes, exactly. Oh my god, I know that. I'm really not looking forward to like the insane cost of living. Here's the, here's the plus side though for me. Um, I, I love the urban environment I like, being safe. I have a girl that I have to pay attention to. Like, I can't have that person living in Koreatown. I could live in West L.A. I was fine here. She got a job up there. I don't want to do long distance. The other thing is she's got uh, – her family lives in Cupertino. So we basically have a retreat to get out of the city. We have a place where we can keep a car. She can go to Costco and buy a bunch of stuff, drive it back. And so I don't have to go to, like, the bodega where a bagel is $8.00. Uh, um, Jordan, Jordan,
0: we actually do have a Costco in San Francisco.
3: You do? Oh, great! So I'm all <laughs> set.
1: <laughs> I was trying to explain, to, uh, David. You'll 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 appreciate this. I was trying to explain to Jordan the uh, problems with the the man poo situation up there. Uh,
0: so, Jordan, does, <laughs> does your girlfriend already live here? She does. Yeah, she grew what, up there. What neighborhood? Soma. Okay. Well. Deep soma stabby
3: by the Cal, by, soma? by the Caltrain Cal do you say stabby corner
0: yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. uh she lives by the Caltrain station so okay. Part. okay
1: okay that's okay, that's not too bad at all it's but yeah. there's um yeah, you go a couple blocks and you're 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 in manpo central, but uh I don't think you'll get stabbed there you just you don't wear any open toed shoes that's.
3: Gross. I mean, I don't wear, I'm a dude, so I don't wear open-toed shoes, but yeah, I'll I'll pass that, uh, I will pass that on.
1: Well, you know, after you live there for a while, you might flip over to some Birkenstocks and get get your inner hippie on.
3: That's the one part I'm not really super looking forward to is that all, like that whole hipster thing. I'm over it, you know, but um, I I know there's a lot of tech people there and I'm, I'm interested in that as well. I think that'll be really neat. So I'm actually pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah, but on on the day-to-day thing, Jordan, it's like it's hipsters, I don't even see them. I mean, or or if anything, it's just like a a mild, you know, kind of like roll my eyes. But it's something where depending on where you live and walk, it's something where you actually need to develop a sixth sense about where you place your foot so you don't step in the shit on the sidewalk. Um, I'm not kidding here. and And as Jason said, it's not dog shit. (laughs) <laughs> nope. So gross. It's, not, it's it, it. Well, it's not just that it's gross. It's that's really. I've been in San Francisco now, coming up on four years, and um, I'm still shocked at what a filthy, dirty city this is, and and how um, the city doesn't do a good job of keeping itself clean, and even people that live here don't. I mean. When I would travel in in, in uh, Asia, you know, people are always like, you know, in front of their place, they're always like you, sweeping, sweeping, exactly, exactly, keeping it clean because it shows that they—I don't know what it shows. Maybe they'll get get shot if they don't sweep.
3: (laughs) I'm starting to see a new public policy change right (laughs) for San Francisco. It's
2: funny. I I have that conversation often about L.A. as well because it's a sense of pride that doesn't seem to exist here because so many people are transient or didn't grow up here or only out here for three years to be a waitress because they're never going to make it as an actress. Um, There's a sense of pride with these kind of communities that that you don't get when they're – in LA or San Fran and, and people just never, you know, they never adopted it as their home. They're just passing right. through.
3: Yeah, that totally makes sense. Like people in LA, a lot of people, anywhere you go where anyone works, pretty much anywhere, you know, uh, what is it, east of the 405, those people are like, I'm too good to be doing whatever I'm doing right now, <laughs> which includes helping you get chicken or like, you know, buy groceries or get coffee or whatever it is. They're always, you know, working on their, their, their little project. Yeah. And yeah. I'm all about dreams and stuff, but at some point it's like, quit dreaming and get me my freaking latte, dude. I got work to do. It's, you know? yeah, it's um, my,
2: it's my old go-to line. Why don't you act like you're a fucking waiter?
3: No, yeah. If you, you're such a good actor. Why don't you act like a barista and put some cinnamon that shit? <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. Jason's obviously not cut out for San Fran or doesn't want to be in San Fran is what I mean. I mean, obviously, cut out is different than, than what. Uh, I would say don't – why settle down? I mean, I feel like you feel like you have a privacy concern, but you don't necessarily want to settle down. There's nothing wrong with being nomadic. I just wonder why you live in the United States. That's what I wonder. Your dollar would go a lot further, and you'd get laid a lot more. As you, (laughs) as your friend had put it, Uh, you know, you'd get a lot more girls if you lived in, like, I don't know, China or something. Yeah. No, I thought about Taipei, Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't want – don't go to Thailand because that's just gross. But like – not the <laughs> um, country of Thailand, but the, the whole like sex tourism thing is gross. Yeah. But like you can live like a normal person in Taiwan. You can live like a normal person in a big city in China. You can live like a normal person in Vietnam and, and Ho Chi Minh City. I mean there's a lot of cool expat stuff going on there and you're basically loaded. <laughs> so if, if I were in your situation, honestly, I've thought about this. Like if I didn't have a girlfriend, there's a there's a, there's almost nothing. I, I, the art of charm obviously requires a lot of time and attention. But like, if I were 42 and I were nomadic and single, I would not live in the United States because you're you're young enough to like go and just do awesome stuff all the time. The Philippines are just calling your name, is what I'm trying to tell you.
1: <laughs> That's a pretty damn good point. I, I didn't. Uh, even, I don't even know why I didn't think of that. It is a lot cheaper. Not, I mean, I, you don't necessarily.
2: I would I would bum around Europe personally, but I mean that's where you know it, the, eh. the dollars
0: I, even force. If you forced. think San Francisco is dirty, though, I wouldn't go to the Philippines. Jason.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, dude, you don't like man poo? Try people who build the houses on piles of it. I mean, the Philippines. Here is the thing with the Philippines, though: you could live in an area that's like expat friendly which doesn't mean Manila where you're going to get like talk about stabby corner that's like every block <laughs> you can't even tell them apart but you could live in a seaside town or Cebu City which is where like all those tech areas are and those startups and i mean you're talking about beachfront property with good internet where people are you know speaking english and if you don't go to the tourist trap irish pub on the corner you, everything you eat is and do is a dollar i mean you you'd be banking like crazy. You could live there. I did the math when I was there for a couple weeks last year. I mean, you could live there really well on 2000 bucks a month, mm. really well. And, I mean, that's like you're living in a really nice place in a beachfront town going out to eat pretty much every day for 2000 bucks a month. That ain't bad at all. No, so if you're making <laughs> twice that, and and, I mean – of course, you know, it depends who your employer is, but if you're 1099 and it's up to you to pay taxes, I would strongly encourage you to follow all U.S. laws regarding taxation. However, <laughs> <there's, that's> <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> we,
1: have we met before? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, there might be some flexibility on, like, you know, what you can do in terms of write-offs and things like that.
2: No, I mean, uh, if you're going to be a nomad, you should embrace it and be a true nomad and be a global nomad. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Why would you be a nomad in the on the Northeast in winter? That's just stupid.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) I'm a nomad. I gotta wear a winter coat every day, and I slipped on the ice. I mean, I'm not laughing at your injury, but like, there's no ice in the Philippines except in your cocktails. And even that is purified water. <laughs> Boom.
0: Yeah, every place is different. Jordan, I'm stalking you right now. Uh, not, not
2: the water's not purified by Soma, of course.
0: Yeah, no, no. But Jordan, you you just went to Taiwan.
3: I did. I went to Taiwan. Yeah. How did you find that well, I won't even ask. You. Yeah, I went to Taiwan. <laughs> I went to Taiwan in October with my girlfriend, and uh, that was okay. I mean, it was a fun trip because I was with my girlfriend and her family. But like, I don't recommend living there. Where did you go? Uh, Taipei and surrounding
0: areas. What do you think about the scooters?
3: I mean, there's a lot of scooters. It's, there's still not as many as like Vietnam. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of scooters. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I can't really see Jason on a scooter. Jason would have to be on one of those scooters that is like for old people where it has three wheels. So hey, the back hey, is hey. The <laughs> I'm just saying because you would have to carry your groceries on. <laughs> oh. That's the only reason.
1: Okay. Well, that's actually pretty good. Pretty good advice. See, this is why I, I bring my friends on to tell me what the fuck to do because I have no clue anymore. Yeah, man. Um,
0: Jason, if I could just give you one bit of advice, it's don't go back to Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, no yeah. worries. <laughs> Never going back to Pennsylvania for a damn thing. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just in Chicago because it's you know family and stuff.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, I think what is what Jordan said. I mean, it's been my experience for my whole life your friends your friends stand by you your friends your friends are usually happy to have you around significant others of friends watch it be careful <laughs> those are the ones those are the ones that cause the trouble oh ain't that the truth yes That's the truth that is absolutely the
3: truth those are the ones who are like Yeah, I'd love to go down on you, but your friends in the next room if you get my drift, you know, and you're like, "Uh, hey, Jason, can you walk on that thing? It's looking a little bit more purple than yesterday, but that might be a good thing, right? Anyway, you got to go.
2: Yeah, well, I I mean, that's just a fact of life, basically. I mean, if you're going to hang out with a – if you're going to be nomadic, uh, hang out at other nomadic-type people's houses, uh, you're not going to be able to crash at somebody who's shacked up with their significant other for a very long period of time. It just doesn't work.
0: Oh, yeah, no, definitely no. not. Well, you could pr- you could probably do that here because Chen likes you so much. So.
2: <laughs> but only Great. if you keep uh, giving her shout-outs on the podcast.
0: Yes.
1: Sweet. All right, guys. Well, I know uh, some of you have other places to go, so I just want to say thanks for swinging by. And, uh, David, where can people find more about you on the
0: Internet? <laughs> uh, hopefully not on uh, <laughs> the most wanted site. Um, well, if you are interested in my uh, professional consulting services, it's com. Other than that, fuck off. <laughs> <All> <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
1: and Jordan, where can people find out more about you?
0: Uh,
3: people can find me at the com. So the Art of Charm podcast got 250 hours of me telling you how to live your life, whether you want to or not, and uh, give all the good advice. And it's, it's really, it's about business, it's about getting girls, it's about all kinds of stuff that guys who are personal growth oriented would love to see. And otherwise, I'm on Facebook, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can waste someone else's time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say, you have a shiny new logo for your podcast. It's very sexy. I do.
3: I do. My girlfriend made it. It's neat. I like it.
1: Very sexy. So as soon as uh, you get to San Francisco, give me a holler and uh, I'll come up and all three of us can go have some drinks and not step in manpoo.
3: Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. We can ride around in your little scooter, your, three, your three-wheel three scooter. Well, David will,
1: Dave will just pick it, us up on the BMW and uh, I'll sit on the handlebars and you can like sit on his lap and
0: uh, we, can, we can go good. out and stab people.
3: <laughs> stab, stabby corner. Here we come. It's real. Google it. Oh, no. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs>
1: all right. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Bye.
0: In the news...
2: This week saw the launch of yet another streaming service. Sort of. I say sort of because Beats from Beats by Dre, Beats Music, launched this week uh, and then promptly promptly decided to shut its doors again (laughs) because... You know, I got the boilerplate email this morning and just started laughing, you know, due to the popularity of our lunch, we are currently, you know, going to stagger things. So if you haven't already signed up, please wait. Oh, (laughs) so (laughs) so they're so they're having some issues already, um, which is, I guess, a good issue to have is if they're actually being truthful about the fact that they're just too damn busy uh, and too many people are trying to sign up. Um, I did get in. and I had been on the waiting list and reserved names for myself and for artists uh, previously. So as soon as it basically launched, I was in there. Uh, I've used it a bit. Um, it's- okay.
1: Here's the, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm on Engadget right now looking at some of these things. Yeah. Every word that says beats yeah. links to another article down the rabbit hole. I can't find a link to the actual damn thing. <laughs> That's oh funny. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Continue. No, it's okay. I've, just, I've been playing around with
2: it. It is not very significantly different from any other streaming service. I personally am on Spotify. Um, I was on Rdio for a while. They're, they're all about the same. Beats has got a funkier interface, as one would expect, because of their branded headphones and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and they're definitely pushing more towards the... Uh, they bought Mog, as, as you had mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, they also you know, have special algorithms, and have, they're really touting themselves as being some sort of personal, personalized you know, music discovery in the future. Uh, that even comes from the sign-up, because instead of just you know, putting in your name and all that, it asks you what kind of genres you like, what genres you don't like, uh, pick a few artists that you like, uh, pick a few artists that you can't stand. So, if you're the type of person that uh, kind of you know likes Pandora, basically, or something like that, where you get suggestions, uh, maybe this will be really good for you. I personally don't listen to music that way. I know what I want to listen to. Um, you know, I'm in the music industry. I've recommended stuff all the time. I have, uh, I, have I have a list about seventy five albums deep that I st- still haven't gotten around to listening to that I need to. So the last thing in the world I want is more suggestions. But that's just yeah, me. Seriously. <laughs> so that seems to be where they're headed with it. Uh, it's very pretty, but it's just another streaming service. Uh, you can't get in now anyways, but maybe by the time you hear this, they'll have opened it back up again. Uh, it's worth taking a look if you have not made the jump into a streaming service yet. Uh, Q rant about... Unlimited bandwidth going away and having to pay for everything. Uh, Because that's, you know, that's exactly, they're just going to hook you on another thing that's going to end up costing you more money in the long run. Um,
1: But it's decent. So Beats is here. Deal with it. Or ignore it. Or ignore it. So, yeah, I'm an RDO guy. I stick with that. And I was actually pulled up RDO this morning and I'm thinking, why am I still paying 10 bucks a month for this when I almost never use it? (laughs) <laughs> but did I forget? Now iTunes Radio is pretty damn good. iTunes Radio is actually really, I,
2: I've listened to that more often than anything else, uh, just as background music, and it's right there. They, they did a great job on it, and they're getting next to no press. And uh, they're probably not going to anytime soon because of Beats now. So they're not even kind of thrown in with, with any of these other things, which is I find quite odd. So, uh, I do. I, I agree with you completely. I like iTunes Radio a lot. But uh, if you've not ever tried any kind of streaming service anymore, you might as well go for it and give Beats a shot. Um, Spotify is still my go to. I don't know why. It's it's probably got the worst interface out of all of them.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. It's so fucking. It's so ugly. Yeah. Uh, guy, that's the one thing I can't stand about it. I mean, yeah, it did have a little bit more music than RDO, but mm-hmm. I can live without that. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, need, I need something pretty if I'm going to look at it.
2: Yeah, and the one thing that really kind of, the tricky thing which, which got me on and made me go ahead and give Beats a shot anyways is that Trent Reznor is actually involved and of course he did that thing where he's got an exclusive, uh, four track EP of remixes that's only on Beats. So I, I was like, alright, I gotta go listen to that. So I listened to them. Good job, Trent.
1: <laughs> Listen to the four songs and immediately delete the delete the app.
2: Yeah, I and um, uh, I did. I, I haven't actually tried out this feature, but I just read about it. The the uh, again going along with the idea of like doing personalization and stuff like that. It's got some sort of like Mad Lib kind of thing of of finding music for you where you put in where you're at and what you're doing and and a couple other, like, Mad Libby-type things, and then it just comes up with music for you, which I'll actually, I'll actually have to give that a shot just to see what comes up.
1: Okay, that's way too much work for me. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's it's gamification of music. There you go, get a badge and a <laughs> a cup of coffee or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, it's, uh, well, best of luck to Dre yes. in, in Trent.
2: I don't really have a Kickstarter per se. Well, I guess it was partially on Kickstarter, but I just thought this was hilarious. The Jamaican bobsled team basically crowdfunded its way to the Olympics. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with this one at all. This is fine by me. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious. Uh, so instead of turning to John Candy for help, cool runnings joke, ha ha ha, uh, the team basically turned to the internet. They hit up uh, CrowdTilt, Indiegogo, startup cryptocurrency, DogeCoin. And
1: See, I don't know of anybody that knows how to pronounce it. Dodge coin, Dodge Dogecoin? Coin, Dogecoin? Dogecoin? No. I don't know what it is. Nobody but, uh, knows.
2: They managed to uh, drum up $200,000 in just a few days, uh, enough to get them over there
1: and to compete. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. All good right. Good on you. I like that. That one's good. We have a happy, a happy Kickstarter story. You do have I, a happy I Kickstarter. I screwed up and uh, there was one that I wanted to get. Uh, those Edgar Allan Poe playing cards. Yes. And... Uh, I happened to just break my leg and forgot because I had other <laughs> things on my mind. So I didn't get my damn playing cards.
2: And uh, I actually totally forgot as well that I did have something, and I'll probably just save it for Kickstarter next week, but if you want to Google it really quick, Zach Braff sold his Kickstarter movie.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, this has been going so crazy. So
2: he made uh, $2.75 million uh, in addition to the $2 million he got from Kickstarter. He won't be refunding anyone, um, but you'll still get your T-shirt.
1: Yeah, why would he refund it? He can't.
2: Yeah, you know. So it's so yeah. So I yeah, mean, talk- I, I I I called that way back when we first talked about it. I said he's going to get money from a studio anyways, and then what happens? And now we're there, and nothing's happening. So Kickstartering your movie is a complete and utter load of shit, and you should feel like an idiot if you funded him.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, that's it for Kickstarter. All right. <laughs>
2: The whip's not dead. Making the rounds uh, on my social media this week for sure was The Internet Solves a 20-Year-Old Mystery, uh, this fantastic little story about uh, a woman that was seeking help from a, with a decades-old family mystery, where I believe her grandmother passed away in 1996 of a fast-spreading cancer. Uh, non-communicative for the last two weeks, but she left behind at least 20 index cards with, uh, scribbled letters all over them. Um, and if there's a photo of it and it's just, it's nonsense, it's just letters. You can not, you know, there's not a single word in there. And I guess 20 of these cards were, were left behind. Uh, she posted it up on the internet and said, anybody have any ideas within 15 minutes, the cards were practically completely deciphered.
1: Yeah, that's pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> that so is just- pretty awesome. The power, the power of the the crowd.
2: Yes. Um,
1: hey, we finally found a use for jelly. Oh yeah, she could good. have totally used jelly nah. for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're just a bunch of prayers. It turned out, but it's pretty, but pretty still pretty
2: damn cool. I mean, people figured it out really quick, and uh, you know, it's it's one of those again snowballing effects where somebody figures out a couple things, and then next person in line is like, oh yeah, and then boop 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 boop. Yep. Next thing you know, all twenty cards deciphered within fifteen
1: minutes. That's pretty awesome. Now, uh, in the the web side of things, there's a uh, video called. Uh, oh, it's just here. I'll just name it uh, Oculus Rift. <laughs> let's you see what it would be like to swap genders And this is NSFW because it's got some half naked people looking like basically mimicking each other so you're but you're looking at their perspective
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what i'm saying see what i'm saying
2: i uh, i got you yeah
1: it's it's kind of weird. Is all I got to say. It's kind of weird. Uh, I'm put it in the show notes. Check it out if you're into that kind of thing. But this also goes back with the uh, sex and Google Glass, which is at glassandsex.com. Uh, that'll that'll be in the show notes. And it's just all these. I don't know what these people are thinking, man. This is gonna there's gonna be trouble here. I'm telling you.
2: There's gonna be a lot of trouble. You cannot. I mean, I'm just thinking practically here. I mean, if you're a dude and you look down and you see boobs all the time, you're never gonna do anything else ever.
1: All never leave the house. All yeah. you're
2: gonna do is look down at your own chest.
1: Never going to leave the house. Um, So, yeah, I don't know where we're going with this tech, but uh, I don't know. Now, uh, on our last bit is uh, Mr. Tarantino had a little problem with one of his scripts this week. (laughs) Yes, he did. Um, His new movie that he was ready to film, uh, somebody leaked it. And now he just won't do it. He's, ha- he's having a tantrum.
2: He's basically having a tantrum. He's acting like a little kid. I mean, yes, this, is, this would be extremely annoying and very frustrating and you should be angry because uh, he apparently only gave it to like six people, six people, the uh, high-level actors that he was hoping would be interested. Uh, and somehow, you know, one of the, maybe their PR person, maybe their assistant, whatever, leaked it. And uh, he just had a big hissy fit and said, well, I'm not going to make the movie now. Yeah. <laughs> grow, grow up, man. It's the internet. Welcome to leaks. They happen. You think it's not going to happen once you start shooting? Come on. Give me a break. We're already seeing pictures from the new Star Wars set.
1: I, they, they've started? I thought they weren't even starting yet. They've started building, man. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Quentin Tantrum Tino. That's, mm-hmm. that's about it. I don't know. Maybe maybe it sucked and he's just using this to, as an excuse to get out of making it. That's definitely possible as well. <gasps>
2: A uh, quick closing shout-out to uh, an old band, because I am a grumpy old geek, that put out new album, and it's really good, which I love when ha- that happens. Crystal Method put out their self-titled The Crystal Method this week, and uh, if you love that old-school electronica, man, this one's a good one. So give it a oh. listen.
1: That's good. Good. I I missed those guys. They haven't been around in ages.
2: Yeah, they haven't put out anything for a while. They did some soundtrack work. All of that was really good. I mean, they're super talented guys. They've not put out a bad album yet. But uh, and this one is just great. It was perfect timing. I loved hearing it. I was dancing around the house. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that. I've actually got one track of theirs that you can't get anymore. It's like really hard to get. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it in conjunction with Nike when Nike had that the new thing that you could put in your shoe. Oh yeah,
2: I've got that track as well. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's like thirty-two
2: minutes
0: or mm-hmm. something, but it's yeah. like a
1: perfect workout. Yeah, and I love that song, and you, it's you can't find it anymore. It, it, it's down. Yeah, it's not on any of the streaming service. You can't buy it on iTunes. Yeah,
2: that's that's true. You can't actually. So, you know, you know where you can find it. Your friends in Sweden. <laughs> yes,
1: in Sweden. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I do want to uh, throw out a thank you to uh, Dr. David Teeter for coming on and talking security, and uh, good old Jordan Harbinger for coming on and telling me that. I look like a homeless bum who needs to get laid. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so enjoy your man poo. <laughs> and there will be links to uh, those guys in the show notes, which will be at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 42 because this is the 42nd episode where – you know 42 is yeah. the answer to life, the universe and everything. There you go. So thanks uh, to those guys and yourself for uh, giving me some advice on how to uh, be a tech nomad still. Um with my crazy broken leg, which yeah, I probably will go to the doctor. Yeah, Please something.
2: please take the advice from the beginning of the show and go to the damn doctor.
1: We'll see. We'll see. I, you know, worst case, I get a pig leg.
2: Yeah. The chicks, right. chicks love that stuff. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, man. You All have right, a man. Great, great weekend. And uh, yeah. Till next time.
2: Till next time, man.
3: Keep up with the grumpy old geeks on the web at grumpy old on Facebook at facebook.com slash
0: geeks, or
3: email them at podcast at
0: grumpyoldheats.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.